0: All right, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Press X to continue, your go to podcast for all things video games, movies, and everything in between. I'm your host, Bryson.
1: And I'm Steven
0: and we have a lot of news to cover for you today regarding the star wars celebration from over the weekend we're also going to update you on the upcoming dates for summer game fest we're going to give you our thoughts on obi-wan kenobi the first three episodes and then a little later i'm going to give you my thoughts on stranger things season four so far but before we get into all of that steven how are you doing bro
1: i'm doing pretty good i mean work's been pretty Uh, busy lately and uh, we haven't had enough people to cover that but hey that's a different story you know living life man
0: oh yeah it's good to hear it's good to hear i mean it's definitely been a a busy week as well uh at least for some of y'all that don't know me and steven actually work uh at the same place as you can imagine right it's the summertime so everybody's out of school people are taking off and uh lots and lots of movies are coming out a lot of which we're going to be covering here, but then we're also going to be working them at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's it's starting to get into that that movie season. We watched Top Gun uh, last week. Steven, what were your thoughts on that? Just some, just briefly.
1: I really enjoyed it. It is one of the best movies of this year so far. Um, it's not at the top, but I'm just saying like it's it's really close to being the best. Um, everyone that I've asked that's come out of that movie has really enjoyed it. And you don't even really have to watch the first one to understand a lot of what's going on in it.
0: I would agree. Like, I'm I'm not a big fan of Top Gun. I wouldn't even. I'm not even a fan at all of Top Gun. The first movie, it's it's cool, but it's not really my kind of thing. Uh, But I can't lie and say that I didn't enjoy uh, Top Gun Maverick. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, It's just kind of a lot like the first one for me. It's just not really my kind of movie but i i do get and understand like a lot of the love that it's getting and i feel like it's well deserved for sure um we both kind of decided we weren't going to do like an official official kind of review on it because there's just so much stuff and there were other things we were interested in but we definitely recommend y'all check that out um as far as me though i haven't really been up to too much um had some work done on my car this week uh you know, trying to get, you know, some things in, in order with that before I head off to to school, you know, later this year and all of that and trying to catch up on a lot of shows. There's there's obviously there's a lot coming out uh right now with Stranger Things just dropping and Obi Wan dropping. Um and now the boys is coming out like tomorrow, uh as of this recording. Um and I mean yeah, I've just been kinda just relaxing. It's summertime, you know vibing but uh we're not going to delay any further we're going to go ahead and get into uh some few housekeeping things for you all um and first things first of course if you could rate us on the spotify app we would really appreciate it helps us out helps us get out to uh more people in our area and hopefully more people around the globe all you have to do is just uh Please just give us like, you know, like a five star rating on the app. You can also hit the notification bell. So you'll always be notified when we drop new episodes um, as well as follow us. That way, um, again, you can always be alerted whenever we drop something and it'll be up to date. Right. With uh, with every little piece of content that we give you guys. Uh, But moving on, I'm going to let you guys know what the PlayStation Plus games are for this month you're going to be getting god of war that's going to be ps4 uh naruto to baruto shinobi striker also on ps4 and then nickelodeon all-star Brawl for ps4 and ps5 and again those are going to be the games for this month of june they will be available starting tuesday june 7th uh and just to remind you On Monday, June 6th, that'll be the last day that you can claim uh, FIFA 22, Tribes of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead Gods, which were the previous uh, games from this past month. Uh, Moving on, the Xbox Game Pass games for the month of June include For Honor, Marching Fire Edition, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, Corvus, Disc Room, Space Lines, From the Far Out shadow run trilogy escape academy and uh, the games leaving this month will include darkest dungeons dungeons and dragons dark alliance Greedfall, limbo and worms rumble and so those are going to be your playstation plus and xbox game pass games for the month of june moving on Here's some upcoming releases that we thought you all might be interested in. Starting with June 3rd, The Boy Season 3 will be available on Amazon Prime on June 8th. Miss Marvel will be available on Disney Plus on June 10th. Jurassic World Dominion will be releasing in theaters worldwide, followed by Mario Strikers Battle League for the Nintendo Switch and The Quarry on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and PC. On June 17th will be the release of Disney Pixar's Lightyear in theaters. On June 22nd, you can get Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on Disney Plus, as well as the Umbrella Academy Season 3 on Netflix on june 23rd sonic origins will be out for all available platforms june 24th the black phone and elvis will hit theaters and lastly on june 28th dnf jewel will hit ps4 ps5 and pc all right now that we have that out of the way we're gonna get into some news now a big bulk of this new section is going to cover, like I said, a lot of what happened last weekend of what Star Wars Celebration. But uh, before we get into that, I do want to remind you all for all the gamers out there that uh, the Summer Game Fest is coming up very, very soon. In fact, as of today's recording on June 2nd at 6 p.m. EST, 3 p.m. PST, uh, PlayStation will be hosting their State of Play Uh, which all it really says right now at the moment is it will give us an update on upcoming third-party games as well as PlayStation VR 2 games. So if you're interested in that, definitely check that out. Following that, though, on June 9th will be the official Summer Game Fest hosted by Jeff Keighley. And then June 10th will be the Netflix Geeked Week. Uh, As well as the Tribeca Game Spotlight, followed by the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase on June 12th. If you want to know more about these and the dates and times, you can go to SummerGameFest.com for more information. All right, moving on to Star Wars Celebration 2022. Uh, Did you catch any of of the trailers for Star Wars uh, Celebration? Uh, Steven,
1: um, I think I only caught the next Jedi fallen order, which is what was it called again? Uh,
0: yes, uh, Jedi survivor. I yeah. think the, what it's the, it's going to be called. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, was revealed or announced, uh, last weekend, um, obviously we were both working so like you know i was trying to kind of keep up with all of it in fact i was like i had a couple of my friends uh like you know messaging me and dming me all these trailers and things like that i I, like didn't even want to watch any of them or read anything until like i got home to when i could sit down and digest all of it because it was a lot um but basically there is going to be a lot to be excited about if you're a star wars fan for the coming year, starting this year, really. And uh, that's going to be kicking off with the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which is out right now. Um, There's three episodes out. I believe the third episode came out yesterday Mm -hmm. because of this recording. So, yes, and we're going to be talking about our thoughts on that in a little bit. But following that show, in August, we will be getting Star Wars Andor. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to release on August 31st. Uh the teaser for the show is out right now. You can go check it out. It's a really dope teaser trailer. Um Steven, I'm guessing you didn't get a chance to to catch this one. Which one? The Andor uh trailer?
1: I did not. I did not get the Andor trailer and I haven't seen Obi-Wan uh episode 3 yet.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's cool. when we'll, we we'll, we'll talk about it later, like I said, it we we won't really get into too much, but um Yes, it says here for the Star Wars Andor show, it's essentially going to be uh, set five years prior to the Rogue One film. Um, it's also confirmed that the first season will consist of 12 episodes and that a second season is already in the works. I've been hearing about the show for a while. Um it wasn't like at the top of my list in terms of like Star Wars show to, Star Wars shows to be excited about. Obi-Wan and like Mandalorian were definitely like those main ones. Um, but I have a lot of love for Star Wars Rogue One. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I still argue to this day that it's like the best Star Wars movie that Disney has done since they've taken over. Um, other than maybe the force awakens but even then i i think i prefer rogue one over that i just loved the grittiness of it it I, I felt like it really added the whole um war element to star wars um that just kind of felt missing from a lot of other star wars you know films and, and things that we had seen prior to them um and the trailer really matches the grittiness and the dark kind of uh aesthetic that that rogue one had um yeah i definitely recommend checking out the trailer it looks great again it's coming august 31st this year uh moving on uh we got the announcement of star wars jedi survivor uh, which is the follow-up to i believe the 2019 game i think it's when it came out star wars jedi fallen order um an amazing game steven you want to Say anything about that your thoughts on on uh, fallen order
1: oh uh, yes i mean i played the game pretty much all the way through and i almost got it to 100% and there was a little glitch that kept me at 97% or whatever i um, i think they patched oh. it but you'd have to restart your save and i'm just i didn't want to get back into it it didn't have in my opinion it doesn't have a lot of replayability to an extent mm-hmm. um just for me i know there's a lot of people out there that probably do or have played it more than once or twice
0: me <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah um but it just it, it played really well i enjoyed the way it played you know and yeah. yeah i'm not one of those that likes to go back to a game for nostalgia to an extent mm-hmm. there's a few games like if minecraft gets an update or something that i'll go back to and you know play um but jedi fall order to me held like a special place because i've never been able to play like a Star Wars game that wasn't Battlefront Two that wasn't online multiplayer you know it, it felt different because it had amazing mechanics and stuff um I think sure, sure. I think what I expected before I bought the game was that it would be a kind of survival ish game, but that was not the case at all um yeah Felt like an open world r p g uh roamer you know
0: yeah yeah yeah. i mean i think what's interesting is like watching this trailer i, I you know, i was reminded of uh, when the trailer for the first game came out um and you know us not really knowing at the time like a lot of what this kind of what kind of game this was going to be um and I, I just remember kind of just being fascinated by the whole thing of like this was now, it wasn't. Just it was. It was a moment because, like, we weren't just getting a new Star Wars game. We were getting, uh, kind of, like you said, right? Other because uh, pr- prior to that, all we really had was like Battlefront uh, that they brought back that EA was doing, right? So, like, seeing this was like it felt like a return of the action adventure kind of Star Wars games, like the Force Unleashed, um, you know, that we had way back when, or even the Knights of the Republic games, um, and. I just remember being just excited with the idea that that Star Wars was coming back to gaming in a way and so it's like seeing this trailer now um and it being the sequel I feel I'm just taken back again to like like I, I'm just excited that you know not only is star wars games just are Star wars games back, but I mean like we have a whole new game franchise now with with the Star wars Jedi games and um I'm really, really interested to see what step they're going to take next for Cal Kestis. Because um, uh, like, I, like I said, I, I played the game quite a few times, to- that first game quite a few times. Um, and so like I'm really familiar with like everything that they kind of were doing with that. And looking at this trailer, um, my main takeaways are kind of that we see that it seems like he's going to be potentially on his own in this one. I mean, he he was kind of on his own in the first game, but like he had um I forget the characters' names, but you know who I'm talking about the yeah. the pilot and and the other Jedi that that he had there with him. And we see that like the ship that they were were on in the first game is kind of empty and it almost looks like broken down and ruined and we don't really only see like Cal and BD um his you know, his, his droid uh kind of on this adventure on their own which i think is an interesting thing for this because does this mean that maybe there was a falling out between between them because we you know last time we leave uh cal kestis right like he makes a pretty big bold uh decision like the one thing that they were after the entire game um he kind of decides to go left with it instead of right or what you would think would be the right thing to do um and so he he You know it left him with a pretty big decision i wonder if in this game you know or in the story we'll see kind of what the ramifications of that might be it's called survivor we know that like the whole first game was a lot about surviving and there not being that many jedi left other than the younglings like himself when he was a youngling right that escaped from the temple and have been kind of you know on their own right like i really wonder maybe like you know wh- where 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 is this going to go after after the way that the first game ended and it looks like it's going to be a lot darker um we see a sith that looks like he only has like one arm he or she maybe only has like one arm there's a mysterious guy in a in a bacta tank that maybe is the same Person that we see Cal fighting, maybe, he, maybe that's the Sith that he's fighting.
1: It kind of seems like an older Cal Kestis to me, or like his brother or something I mean, that, in that vat. So, and you know, they were oh, the in the cloning. Vet? Oh, thing. yeah, they, they seem like they're uh, cloning a lot of stuff.
0: Hmm, that could also be a thing, too.
1: Because, like, Emperor Palpatine, you know, he, he was a clone in the end, right? So, maybe right. they're cloning Cal Kestis, and you have to kind of fight this battle amongst yourself, who knows?
0: maybe maybe i don't know i've seen like some other theories online it's kind of uh speculating that what if like the person that he finds in that tank like maybe like his journey in this game has been to maybe like uh, you know try to discover more about the history of the jedi and like their origins and then maybe this guy in the tank is some you know a person that he had heard about that could still be alive that's maybe like a jedi from way 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 back when like like knights of the old republic era that's like survived this long somehow but then like maybe comes to find out that he's not everything that he thought he would be that i mean i don't know there there's so much mystery to this trailer it's a really good teaser trailer and um not to dwindle on this too much longer. We're going to go ahead and and move on. But uh, all we know at this point is that it's coming in 2023. And uh, it's going to be a next-gen-only game as well. So PS5, Series X, Series S, PC. Um, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's honestly got me thinking about going back and playing the first one. I think you should go back and play it again and finish it. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. star wars jedi survivor coming 2023 moving on though we got the announcement of a new star wars series coming next year called star wars skeleton crew it says here a new disney plus original series that will launch in 2023 and star jude law created by the spider-man no way home director and writer john watts a uh, Star Wars skeleton crew will follow a group of ten-year-old kids from a small planet who get lost in a galaxy far, far away and must try to find their way home. The story will take place after Return of the Jedi and will fit within the timeline of The Mandalorian and Ahsoka. This sound interesting to you? Yep. Yeah, or, or What are your thoughts on this? I. Okay.
1: I was kind of ready for it. You know, I was ready for yeah. something new, something different, something that that uh, they haven't done before uh, with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I I had heard a little bit, like a like a uh, kind of you know a few rumblings about this um, over the couple you know months leading up to Star Wars Celebration that like you know John Watts is going to be working on a Star Wars show, and some people even saying that maybe that was the reason that he dropped out of. Fantastic Four, I don't know but um, I don't know, like like all we really know is kind of like the the idea and the concept around this show um, it's going to be like a lot of like young kids um, which I think could be cool, could have its own kind of like Goonies vibe to it or a Stranger Things vibe to it or something but like set in the Star Wars universe um, it could be cool They didn't show any like concept art or anything of that. I don't think so. All we really know is the name and that it's happening next year, and that Jude Law is is headlining it. But um, with John Watts backing it, um, he did so good with the uh, previous like star uh, not stars but uh, Spider-Man films that I, I have enough interest in this that I would definitely check it out for sure. Moving on, the Mandalorian season three got a release window of february 2023 so in case you weren't aware mandalorian season 3 is still happening and it's coming a lot sooner than you think um do you have any any anticipations for mandalorian season 3
1: uh dinosaur pretty much that we see him riding on in a lot of the uh mm-hmm. fan art and even even on the main uh, screen of the mandalorian i guess the mythosaur yes okay So I feel like we're getting a lot of the Mythosaur in this next season, hopefully, or maybe it'll end kind of uh, the latter half of season three with the Mythosaur like they did with the uh, Rancor, you know, and Boba Fett
0: and and Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm really excited. I mean, I just enjoy the Mandalorian. I'm not going to say I'm like crazy over it. When it first came out, I went kind of nuts because the first episode, the pilot episode was one of my favorites of, all like Star Wars series, which I don't think there really was many at the time, even Clone Wars and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the Mandalorian season three and what it has to hold. Uh, they did a really good job on this Obi Wan pilot as well. Uh,
0: yeah, of course. I mean, of course, I'm looking forward to to Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian season three. Um, of all the Star Wars shows, it's it's been the one that, other than uh the Clone Wars, of course, has been like my favorite uh, Disney plus star Wars show to watch. Um, yeah, I just, I really, I guess what I would love to see for this upcoming season is, um, can we, can we get more of, um, kind of, I guess the, the history of, uh, the Mandalorians, uh, which I know we've gotten some of in the, in the clone wars, but not really quite a lot of it in the live action sense. And, um, we kind of have been getting bits and pieces of it throughout um not even just the previous two mandalorian seasons but also a little bit in the book of oba Fett. um there's the dark saber uh which he is which Din Djarin is still in possession of as well so um there is a lot uh to to cover i mean moff gideon is still out there as well i i, I did see an interview with um Gosh, what's his name um i can't think of it right now uh but the actor that plays moff gideon is saying that he's oh, obviously he's going to be back yeah i can't think of the actor's name though oh um Giancarlo esposito yes, yes. um he's going to be back and he's saying uh that his character is going to be even crazier and wilder than the last season so it's like everybody's going to be back um obviously like Mando showed up in, in Boba Fett, which was a surprise. And they almost basically kind of gave us a prelude to, uh, season three of Mandalorian. So like we saw, you know, Grogu there and, uh, what took place with, with him and Luke, cause last time, you know, in the Mandalorian, uh, you know, when we saw Grogu, he was being given to Luke to go train. And we then see later in book of Boba Fett, things kind of go a different route. Um, Cause so I really feel like season three of Mandalorian, it might, be, it might be like the most interesting that the show has been at this point, and really for this whole Dave Filoni verse that is being created, and and John Favreau universe is being created right now with all of these shows kind of being interconnected. This uh, season of Mandalorian I think could be the most interesting that. Uh, the little series has been that they've that they have gone. Uh, moving on, though. I, I was um, gonna say one thing. I, I do. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go do ahead. Do you think
1: that Boba or the Mandalorian is going to? Do you think the Mandalorian is going to teach Baby Grogu how to be a bounty hunter and possibly still use and tap into the Force?
0: I don't think so. I feel like.
1: Or do you feel like he's putting all that behind him at the moment?
0: I think at this point, he just wants Grogu to, he, I mean, he obviously just wants to be with Grogu, like he's definitely grown an attachment to him, but I feel like at the same time, I think at this point he is starting to come around to the idea that Grogu isn't like him, that Grogu is, you know, a Force-sensitive being, and there's not a lot that didn't, can teach him um instead i feel like he can still be somewhat of a mentor to him he's still obviously a guardian to him but you know much to what like ahsoka was trying to tell him um you know i feel like den has kind of already done everything that he could do for the child at this point it's got to be his own decision making even though again he is still a child but i mean if you saw Boba Fett and you saw how fast he was learning, which again, is probably because like he already learned some of that when he was a a student. But um, yeah, I I don't, I don't think there's anything really that that Din Djarin could teach Grogu other than just be there for him and protect him. Um, And I honestly feel like Grogu is more of a, of a protection for (laughs) Din Djarin than than Den is at this point, even with the dark saber, like, but that's, a. I mean, but what you brought up though is an interesting and interesting thing, which is why I'm like, there's so much that they can do yeah. with season three of the Mandalorian that I honestly don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know where they're going to go. And that's exciting. Um, Cause that's what you kind of want for a show, right? You don't want to go in kind of knowing exactly what's going to be next because it's like, Oh, they've clearly been leading up to something when it's like they have the, this series in such a spot that it can really go so many different ways. Um, But moving on, uh, following that we had the announcement of star Wars, the bad batch season two, Mm -hmm. which also got a new trailer. Um, I gotta be honest. I still haven't finished the first season. So I also, I I skipped out on this trailer (laughs) um, because I didn't obviously want anything to potentially be spoiled before i finish the first season i gotta go back to it um did you end up finishing the bad no, batch I did not. season one? no uh, it got to no. like a
1: really interesting point and then i was just kind of like mm. <laughs> and uh yeah like a,
0: it's it's definitely it's i mean it's not as <laughs> it's not as engaging as like the clone wars is um i i honestly kind of argue it's not even as engaging as rebels is um but it's it has you know it's still good Uh, i I don't think there's any bad star wars shows
1: in the way that it Mm -hmm. is but i just kind of feel like i don't know it's not like something's missing but it has that feeling that something's missing
0: right right right
1: and maybe if i watch the rest of it it'll all come together but yeah
0: it'll change yeah who knows uh another returning star wars show uh getting a season two is star wars visions uh season two or volume two as they're calling it coming out in spring 2023 this is another one that i have not checked out yet i meant to check it out when they released it last summer and i just never got around to it i don't remember why um but basically for those that don't know it's it's star wars anime it's it's a, it's a Star Wars anime anthology, so like every episode is a completely hey different man. arc. It's a completely different story. Are you None of them are connected. They're all just different short stories, uh, made by different um, animation studios that are uh, really well known. Um, I'm sure you can find a list out there of all of the studios behind them. But um, okay. I'm I'm glad to see and I'm glad to hear that. That, that enough people right. liked it um right. that you know they are continuing this because i would like to see more star wars animes maybe something even outside of star wars visions that is uh a reoccurring you know story with you know characters and things like that you know that can go on for multiple seasons and things like that because that doesn't exist uh or didn't exist until last year when they did that um so i'm glad to see that and i'm definitely going to have to check out Volume one now before Volume Two comes out next year, uh let's see
1: you know yeah you did it. it it's kind of like unconnected all of the stories, but I think in season two they're gonna connect them all somehow mhm maybe uh, maybe only my, my favorite one was just the Samurai one. I think it's kind of how everyone's day went with that series,
0: which I mean, I feel like it's just so perfect for Star Wars because I feel like a lot of inspiration for Jedi and like how they move about is um it takes a lot of inspiration I feel like from like a lot of like samurai culture and like samurai films and things like that Um, So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, But Moving on, we have uh, also had the announcement of Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, an upcoming anthology of original animated shorts headed to Disney Plus this fall. Uh, They teased that it will not only tell the stories of Ahsoka and Count Dooku. Um, at different parts of their lives, but also we'll see Liam Neeson return to voice Qui-Gon Jinn. Yes. Um, I also did not see the trailer for this one, but I did see, like, some concept art of, like, Ahsoka uh, and, like, her family, and I really am digging the art style for it. Um, Hello? Or that Qui-Gon was going to be uh, involved with it. Um, but that sounds really interesting uh i'm here i'm honest i'm honestly here for these animated star wars star wars shows if we can yeah. get more of these out because obviously the live action stuff takes so long to film and edit and all of that if we can get more of these animated stories out i'm all here for it because after all I, I still believe like star wars the clone wars is the best star wars tv series yeah still, right like, to this day um which is completely animated you know so I'm here for it. So uh, again, yes, that is Star Wars Tales of the Jedi coming this fall. And somewhat Star Wars unrelated. I say somewhat, and that's because it is still by LucasArts or LucasFilm um, that produces all of these uh, Star Wars films. And that was the... Reveal of the first image. Reveal of Indiana Jones five. Yeah, that's, uh, that was Har-
1: weird to me that they were gonna come up with another yeah. Indiana Jones. I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, no. I mean, um yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly not surprising to me. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like Harrison Ford is still alive. He's he's still going strong. Why not? You know what I mean? um I I, I know like everybody's kind of just tired of reboots and unnecessary sequels and things like that but i feel like it you know if, if you do it right it can work right like we just talked about top gun right like that was a sequel that came years later and for a lot of people it's even better than the first one i know it's a different situation because there's like more indiana jones films but from what i've been hearing about this one they're really kind of going back to the roots with it and even in just the small little image that they've shown it look it just looks right it just looks right <laughs> um and yeah i mean harrison ford is going to be it's going to be back obviously and i believe mad mad's mickelson is playing the villain in this one and he's great so um no trailer yet no further story details yet but um i believe that, is this a 2023 or 2024 movie Which i forget uh indiana? uh indiana jones I want to say...
1: I believe, right? Like, late 2023, early 2024?
0: Let's see. Indiana Jones 5 release date. Yeah, they're shooting for next summer. Yeah. 2023. I feel like it's probably going to fall into, like, late 2023. That's why I saw it that way. Yeah. But... So maybe a trailer by the end of this year.
1: Lucasfilm usually delivers.
0: mean yeah i mean that's a huge company so like they can edit stuff pretty fast
1: i already know my dad's gonna be excited for that movie
0: As a lot of dads are i imagine uh i I, yeah i mean i'm here for it indiana jones 5 it's harrison ford it's a character that i know he loves you know it's like i mean he loves han solo but i felt like you know he was so ready to be done with star wars i kind of get the feeling like indiana jones is more of something that he loves it, like more and yeah enjoys more than than like playing han solo so because i mean of course like the whole movie is going to be harrison ford right with harrison ford and force awakens i mean he was there you know what i mean but it movie wasn't about him and i think yeah i could see him having a lot of fun with with this film but yeah then is there anything else that got announced I'm looking I'm looking I'm looking that looks to be it for the most part Um, as far as Star Wars celebration coverage went. I mean obviously there was plenty of interviews and things like that that you can find on uh, the Star Wars YouTube channel I've a few of them there's some stuff there's some stuff on there uh, with Hayden Christensen and Hugh McGregor and some of the other cast members of the Obi-Wan show uh, that you can go watch it had some pretty interesting things to say. They did talk a little bit about the upcoming Ahsoka show, but it still doesn't have a release date. Uh, But they're still shooting the uh, are they actually just started shooting the um, the show. So, I mean, I imagine it'll probably be like a late 2023 if they try to squeeze it in. But, um, uh, yeah, obviously, like it's still a ways out. They just started shooting. So nothing on Ahsoka was shown. But I am looking forward to that show uh, starring Rosario Dawson. Uh, but moving on, we're gonna go ahead and get into our Obi-Wan Kenobi review. Now, before we get going, I will preface this. We will be covering mild spoilers. Um, we're gonna try to avoid a lot of the bigger uh, moments that happen within these first three episodes. Now, I know, like Stephen, you said, you only watched the first two. So I'm gonna tiptoe around some things in the third one. Um, and really just to give our thoughts, this this is a review in progress style review. So obviously we're not gonna rate it or anything like that today. There's still, I think like three more episodes to come out uh, at which point at a later date, we will give you our full fledged review of the entire series. Um, but to give you kind of a background on what the show is about. Um it's set ten years after episode three our Revenge of the Sith, um, where we're following uh Obi-Wan Kenobi, once Jedi Master, um, who is uh basically dealing with the aftermath of Order Sixty Six, the fall of the Jedi, um, you know, his you know, what used to be apprentice and best friend and brother, Anakin Skywalker's fall to the dark side, um, who they saw as the chosen one, right? You know, and at this point in Obi-Wan's life, he's really just trying to stay hidden and, you know, away from the the grasp of the Empire and the Inquisitors who are out, you know, hunting to essentially wipe them out, to feel um you know the emperor's um really just control of you know of of the galaxy and removing any and everything that has to do with jedi from the galaxy so that the sith are the only thing that remain and the empire are the only thing that are in power um and so yeah obi-wan's here he's he's looking after you know baby luke um who well, was not really a baby anymore but we'll say maybe he's like what like maybe nine or 10 years old at this point until one day um, he gets a call from an old friend from, uh, from back during the clone wars who says, Hey, I need you. Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Can you help me? And this uh, essentially brings Obi-Wan to a point of no return. He's going to have to get back into the game um, and be the hero um, that that the people need be the light that they need, um, the hope that they need, and uh, this is a struggle for him because again he's still dealing with the aftermath of everything. He's he's struggling really with post-traumatic stress disorder, right, from everything that happened, especially all the way down to leaving his own friend behind, um, who was so far gone. Um, And that being the last real image of his previous life that he has in his head. Uh, So we're seeing a lot here with Obi-Wan or Ben as he starts to go by uh, in this show Mm -hmm. on this emotional and, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, emotional journey to kind of move on while also trying to regain um, kind of his strength back. Uh, to to get again to be the uh the hero and the light and the guiding the guiding force and hope that that these people need him to be uh and by people i mean not just the galaxy as a whole not just his friend that he's helping out but also the other remaining jedi out there who are just surviving like he is um and this show i believe is yes it's going to be six episodes it is directed by uh, uh deborah chow um
1: um i oh i don't are we saying spoilers or anything like that
0: you you can talk about um the plot because i feel like it's going to be hard to talk about his mission um without bringing up a certain character so yes if you're thinking about what i'm thinking about i'm i'm just mentioning that character because it's going to be hard to not to so yeah go ahead
1: um, I'll leave a little bit of suspense in there. And I'm cutting this part that we're communicating right now. I'm cutting that part out. But um I wonder what they're gonna do with Darth Vader in this Obi-Wan series. We all know that Hayden Christensen was supposed to be recasted as Darth Vader in this uh in this series, you know. Um but we haven't really seen it yet. And I'm kind of excited to see what they're gonna do with this character. Um And <laughs> it really is taking a turn for the best because there's shows that usually in the first or second episode you're pulled in. And then by the third episode, it kind of falls out. And that's not what this one does at all. It does the exact opposite as it pulls you in with the first two episodes, it pulls you in even more with the third. Uh And that's just from yeah. the beginning of the third. I haven't even finished it, you know? Um I'm really no, Let excited. me
0: tell you the third episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. The third episode ends yeah uh you're gonna love you're gonna love how the third episode ends uh i mean to what you were saying um i i I, yes i i am loving obi-wan kenobi right now i was honestly surprised at what the plot ended up being about um because the trailers really don't give any of that away at all. I really thought this was going to be, I really thought this was just going to be like him just surviving and making his way around the inquisitors and Vader and just trying to stay hidden, you know, not unlike Cal Kestis, right? Like just, I, I didn't, you know, and I thought like, you know, okay, then maybe we'll be introduced to some of these other like younger Jedi that he comes across. And, you know, he helps them out or whatever, but what they ended up doing here, um, I'm surpri- I'm honestly surprised not only by what they're doing, but how well it's working for me. Um, because like this honestly could have not worked. It could have kind of fell flat on his face, um, with, with how they're going about telling the story. And with a lot of this story kind of being really kind of a rescue mission and, you know, while also him being on the run at the same time and then the inclusion of Vader and the inclusion of 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 the inquisitors, That's like the there is a lot going on here. Yeah, like there's a lot going on there in t- story that it's like this could have been very messy and it hasn't been it feels very well constructed very planned um,
1: like they really yeah win. i'm glad they delayed it for like what another week or two if that's what we got uh-huh. from that extra week of work thank you lucasfilm jeez and deborah right in like the
0: <laughs> yes deborah chow uh-huh, yeah. is the director um yeah uh one thing i really am loving is that obi-wan honestly feels so um almost lost and kind of hopeless a little bit while still being powerful um he,
1: well i to don't even extent. really want
0: to say powerful to an extent yes but like, he's still the wise obi-wan yeah. that you remember seeing from the prequels but it's like you can clearly also tell that like
1: this destroyed him he's he, what, what yes he's in the going Retirement through it destroyed him
0: right or or revenge of the sith yeah Yeah, like it's 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 taken a toll on him and he's still trying to like i mean there's moments where he's literally he's trying to like reach out and and speak to his previous you know master qui-gon who he gets no response from i think maybe later you know we might see him show up as a force ghost you know yeah a hint. hint yeah but it's like even in those moments he you know, he feels like I said, almost kind of hopeless and and lost like he needs he needs guidance. He needs strength. He doesn't know exactly how he should go about these things because they're living in a time where, you know, at any second his cover could be blown and this all could be over. Yeah. And he, and and, you know, he doesn't know how many other Jedi are out there to, to for all he knows, he could be the last one
1: well now he does least, come in
0: contact with others but like you know it's not like he knows how many are still out there
1: yeah i was gonna say you at know least so it's, he you know is still alive we know he's not gonna die during the series because that would just kind of make yeah. no sense yeah. with the trilogy um right and neither will anakin you know it's it, but i'm I'm interested to see what'll happen to that third sister you know from what yes, i know which,
0: which, well, speaking of her, so uh the- the character you're referring to is uh Reva
1: yes, so i mean you you have the grand inquisitor, then you have the what what's the other guy the second inquisitor and the third inquisitor she is the third of the bunch
0: yeah, yeah so it's the it's the grand inquisitor um the fifth brother is the one you're thinking he's the yeah the fifth brother, and then Yeah, uh, the fourth sister is the other one. And then I guess, yeah, they refer to Reva as the third sister, but most of them kind of of just refer to her as Reva. Like, that's how she's listed in the credits is Reva, uh, played by Moses uh, Ingram. Um, And to what you were saying before, um, with with the third sister, um, she's really pretty much kind of been the antagonist of the show other than vader obviously whose looming presence is like always there especially in this most recent episode um but Reva really has kind of been the main uh antagonizing force against obi-wan and her whole thing we don't really know the whole story just yet but the we we know that she was definitely a uh a jedi at one point which You know, most of the inquisitors, when they're taken in, were pretty much, you know, past, you know, right that they yeah, that they took in and, you know, were trained uh, into the ways of the of the dark side. Um, And she was, you know, one of the younglings that was taken in and uh, a lot of her hatred towards Obi Wan. We're not quite sure what it is, but we can only imagine, right, like it's a lot of just maybe, you know, blaming him. Uh, you know, he, you know, he wasn't there to save them. Um, you know, like she was essentially kind of just taken against her will to do something that maybe she didn't believe in. It's like now the only thing that she believes in is the Sith. Is right, revenge and everything that you know sounds very similar to Anakin. You know what I mean? And, um, she really has this hatred towards Obi-Wan and is so determined to find him and bring him to Vader. Almost as if like, like she doesn't really want to kill them, but almost as if like, she just wants the attention and she wants to be put first above everyone
1: else. That's what it feels like. Right.
0: From Vader, right. To be like the top dog. Um, so there's a lot of interesting dynamics there with her character. Um, that again, to the show's credit, the fact that they're able to give us so much into her story, which is this is a brand new character, as far as I know, um, as well as telling Obi-Wan's you know story here on this journey and and you know giving us a glimpse with each episode of the different corners of the galaxy and how they're dealing with the rise of the empire and you know seeing the different Jedi that are also on the run, much like Obi-Wan, they're handling all of these things so well um and 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 the actors are doing a great job moses a again playing reba is is been a pretty solid villain so far um a lot of the stuff you'll see her do in the show like i said she in a way i feel like is the most ruthless of the inquisitors in the show like even more than the grand inquisitor in a couple scenes um and you see just how determined and how ruthless she can be uh in in, in this series and how, again, how she will stop at nothing to get to Obi-Wan and to get the attention and, and honor from from Darth Vader. But speaking of Darth Vader, who also plays a role in this. um, I know, like, again, you haven't really seen too much of the third episode yet, yeah. but um, again, I will at least say that his presence is there. He is very much aware of Obi-Wan. um. he himself determined to find Obi-Wan and all I'll say is the moment that a lot of us, I would say are kind of waiting for it's going to be a moment. (laughs) It's going to be, I
1: I might think I know what you're talking about,
0: right? Yeah. I'm um, tiptoeing around it, but
1: I want to, we'll, we'll talk about it after.
0: Yeah. Um, Vader's presence in this show so far is terrifying. Um, oh, and in every, everywhere you see him every, that
1: isn't in the original trilogy, he's literally this merciless killer that just goes out of spite and anger and tries right. to, you know, defeat everyone and everything he can. Uh, in the comics, I think he defeated a whole army pretty much single-handedly by himself because uh, yes. his stormtroopers weren't doing it or something something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, essentially, yeah. Those stormtroopers aren't doing it. He has, he has to do it himself. You know, like I mean, like I'll just do this myself, like Thanos, right?
1: Because in Rebels, you see him take on Ahsoka, and you know he's like, "Then you'll die," and that's just kind of mm-hmm. the death, the harbinger of death that we all know as Darth Vader. Anyway.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> um, no, nah, no, you're got You're fine. Um, in the third episode, yes, his presence is is terrifying. Um, they they do this they do a very cool thing with which star wars is kind of just like not used to and that's the removal of sound the only time they've really like played with that was in i think like uh the last jedi in that one scene where the ship kind of rips through that uh star destroyer And it's like it goes completely silent. They do something like that with Vader in Episode Three, where it's like complete silence, and his looming presence is just there. And when you see him, it's it's, like I say, it's just terrifying. They play it so well um, in the scenes that he's in, and he's, you know, so far barely in the show. Again, like his presence is just felt and especially yeah. like in the first couple and then you do see him and it's felt even more and then like in the third episode it's really felt and they don't even really draw it out they kind of just they take their time with it but they don't draw it out to where it feels so long because you know like vader is almost kind of like jason right like jason Voorhees, where well, like he can just walk towards you he doesn't even have to run yeah. but you're running because you just know that it's Vader, right? You know, like this it's, looming, this unstoppable
1: and... presence is right behind right. you, proceeding to chase right. you like a turtle. Yet, it has the aggression of a tiger. You know, it's one of those right. things that really breathes down your neck as you watch shows. Exactly, and I do agree. With yeah,
0: breathes down your neck—the great way to put it. Exactly, because you just hear his breathing, and you—he's like he's—you don't even know where he is. You just hear his breathing, and it's like nothing but just darkness everywhere. So you're like, where is he going to come from? You know Darth what I mean? Vader doesn't need
1: to um, to scare. Many
0: he of doesn't. People. He doesn't. Like I said, he yeah, he's he barely even speaks in the show so far. Um, again, but his presence is very much there. Um, uh, and yes, yeah, so good stuff with Vader. Good stuff with uh, Reva and the and Chris Inquisitors. Uh, moving on to just ba- or moving back to Obi Wan himself um another thing that that i thought was so genius in the third episode is they really show more of just his his own personal fear um when he realizes that anakin is still alive um it shocks him uh and i don't think it was a shock as in like he really didn't think he was alive i just i felt like it was more of just the realization kind of setting in that the thing that you've kind of just been running from mentally and emotionally, it's still haunting you and it's still there and you really can't run from it. And they do something in the third episode where he's confronted by this fear. He's confronted by that, that has been haunting him and he has no choice but to face it. And he just can't, he can't. And it's, it was a moment where I was like, I hated to see, you know, Uh, this character that is so loved and I've used to seeing him be the Jedi that he has been. And this is such a low moment for him and such a low point. And I love that they're doing that with him in this show um, because it's, you know, giving him more of that uh, depth and and the dynamics that it's almost like what they tried to do with Luke Skywalker and the last Jedi, but they didn't quite get it right. And they're taking more subtle things here and you know kind of putting him in 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 certain situations to where he's having to overcome these situations um in such a way that a Jedi could have just easily did, you know, say like pull out my lightsaber and just fight him off or, you know, use the force to do this thing. But Even that I I talked about earlier, right? Like he's even just struggling to even call upon force to do anything. It's not quite clear yet if he's cut himself off. Definitely another thing too, again, with him still trying to remain in hiding and not get his cover blown. There are moments again in the show where he has to just sit there and watch, you know, these moments of injustice happen right in front of his eyes and he can't do anything anything about, he can't. And it's like, it's so hard for him. And you can see the, the struggle in his eyes um, and the pain that's there because it's like, he wants to help, but he can't. And he knows why he can't. And, ah, oh, man, it's just, just thinking about it. Like what they're doing is just so beautiful. well done. Yes. It's beautiful. It's so well done. And again, we're only three episodes. I mean, this is only a six part limited series, but, Again, I'm just surprised at how much I not I'm not surprised at how much I'm loving it, but I'm surprised that just the way that, that how well they're able to execute everything that's going on here just feels like this was planned for years. Like and I mean years and years like it's being so well executed that it's like nothing about the show so far has just been bad or felt wrong, or felt like, hmm, is turning out, and there's still three episodes to go, and... yeah, Wow. Yeah. Um, so, if you're at all a fan of Star Wars, uh, especially the original, not original trilogy, but the prequel trilogy, which is, you know, where Hugh and, and McGregor and played. I mean, yes, but mainly because, like, this is the same act Yes. So it's like if you're used to seeing him, this is a continuation with that actor. Right. Um, And it really just feels like he never left, honestly. Um, Then then check the show out. Like, please check it out. If you're Um,
1: a fan of Jedi Fallen Order as well, absolutely mm -hmm. go watch this because this is going to play directly into the next next game, I believe.
0: Probably so. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that game is canon. I'm pretty sure it's canon. Oh, it is. The first one, is. yeah. So, um who really knows? um Do I think Cal Kestis will show up in this show? Probably not. <laughs> but um I mean, we don't know though, because like it feels Honestly, like every episode he's coming across a random like Jedi. I it think feels he'll like... make
1: a cameo appearance, but I don't really like. And this sounds bad. I don't really want Cal Kestis to be in this one, if that makes sense.
0: No, like I said, I don't think he would be in this show. I think at some point they could definitely be into one of the shows. Especially because that is like an actual actor that has done other stuff on TV and films um, that it would be no problem. Just bring him in. It's the same face. It's the same, you know, voice and everything. But um, yeah, that was our thoughts on Obi-Wan Kenobi parts one through three. Again, it's on Disney plus new episodes every Wednesday um, until the sixth episode is out definitely recommend going to watch that uh moving on we didn't have any trailers other than the trailers that we kind of talked about earlier from star wars celebration so no trailer discussions today so we're just going to wrap this up but before we do i uh watched a little bit of stranger things season four i know you stephen I haven't even seen anything Stranger yeah. Things, which is still I, crazy I'm to really
1: me. In the back and I'm really behind. I I do understand a little bit of what's going on in Stranger Things, uh-huh. but um, yeah, no, I mean, the only major thing I know is like the Demi Gorgon and stuff like that. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. things anyone that looks at the cover of Stranger Things would know, right?
0: Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I i didn't i didn't know if i wanted to talk it or not because i wanted you know i I typically try to when i'm looking at the different topics and things like that to talk about for each show i to collect things that we both have seen or we both know somewhat about to talk about but um there's just been so much buzz about stranger things season four that I felt like I had to go ahead and squeeze this in here, also mainly because I'm probably not going to talk about the show again until uh, until all the episodes are out, which will probably be its own thing. I may not even include that in an episode in the future. I don't really know. We'll see when the time comes. But I thought I'd give you my thoughts on it for now, for those that are interested and want to know. So Stranger Things season four, this is volume one. Uh, came out this past friday as of this recording um they released seven episodes volume two is only going to be two episodes which sounds weird but that's because these episodes are like an hour plus which yeah. is different for stranger things they've typically been in like the 40 50 minute mark um and pretty much every single one of the episodes for season four so far have been over an hour there's even some of them that are at like an hour and 20 minutes which is movie length, um, which is pretty insane to me. When I first heard that, I was like, why are these episodes so freaking long? Um, and I heard different things. I heard from some people close to me that were like, the pacing is fine. The episodes feel like the length is justified. And then I heard from like other people that, yeah, no, they definitely could have cut some stuff out. This is a little too long. Um, but for me personally, I am four episodes in, um, of the volume one of of the season, um. And I'm liking it. I am liking it. I'm not loving it though. Um, for me, a lot of what I just love about Stranger Things is it, just how well it is, um, the styles of like, you know, old eighties. Steven Spielberg films with kind of the um, horror, you know, style of Stephen King and and his creations. They mesh those so well into, you know, this show that is very 80s, very sci-fi, very horror themed um, with elements of things like the Goonies and, you know, you know a lot of those coming of age stories like out like uh, outsiders and and you know sand a lot things like that where we're following a group of kids as they go on these kind of crazy adventures um and get into all sorts of weird things like that was always the appeal of the show for me and it's what it does well it's continuing to do that well this season um but this season they've really amped up the horror aspect of it really more than any other season before um season one had a decent amount of, of the horror and then season two kind of felt like it took a bit of a backseat. had a bit more action it felt like um season three was the perfect balance for me and then this season it feels like they just cranked up the horror all the way um i i was hearing like it was going to be kind of gruesome with some of the kills and stuff in here but honestly it doesn't seem that bad um it doesn't seem as crazy as what people were saying um but i definitely get why people were bringing it up um they're doing some good stuff with the characters in here for the most part um there are some characters that i feel like just aren't getting the attention i feel like they should but that might change again i'm only four episodes in um but as usual right we're following um 11 or or jane is is uh some of the characters referred to as played by millie bobby brown um as well as her friends mike played by finn wolfhard will by noah uh, uh snap um and you know lucas and dustin and all the others um which the last time you know we saw them um they were kind of separated uh, or all kind of going their separate ways And uh, I I always, you know, thought that like the way that season three ended was really well. They tied up everything beautifully um, while still leaving room for more. And I didn't really know what they were going to do next. Everybody was kind of separated, like how are we going to get back together? And at this point in the show um, for this season, for the most part, most of them are kind of come back together. And so we're seeing the game together again, which I which I liked. Um, I'm trying to talk around a lot of the spoilery stuff. Um, but yeah, so we see that like 11 has been struggling, um, with, with kind of making new friends at this new school she's at, the bullies here are just trash. <laughs> and I mean that in the sense of like, I mean, they're, they're, uh, just ruthless bullies, but also just like the, the typical type of bullies you see in movies and shows like these. Um, and it's always odd that there's just never adults around when they do certain but whatever. Um, But we see her, she's struggling, um, which she's now living with Will and his family. Um, And, you know, Will is the one that I feel like so far hasn't been getting as much love this season. Um, He was a really important character in like the first two seasons. And in season three, they started to do a bit more with him. And now it was like season four, they've kind of just, Brushed him to the side a little bit that might change but you know we see with will like he is trying to be there for for 11 as much as he can since obviously they're living together now while also chill still trying to cope with you know he is now missing his hometown friends now because like mike you know is still back in hawkins and like will now is in uh california with with 11 and his family and so it's a pretty great distance um And so he is also kind of struggling with you know making friends and um kind of just fitting in himself uh and then we also have you know back in hawkins we have you know lucas who has now joined the basketball team and we see a little bit of the distance start to grow between him and his friends mike and dustin and max um who you know, are part of like a D and D club and that's kind of their thing. They've been all playing D and D together since like the first season since they were kids. And now they're, they're, they're starting to get into different things. And, and Lucas has found his outlet in in basketball and sports, but there's also a little bit more there because I'm kind of also doing this because I want to be with the popular kids, old kids, which I think is kind of a tropey kind of thing that, You know, we see in a lot of high school movies or shows like this, but I get it. I give it a break because it's cheesy. It fits the 80s aesthetic that they're that they're doing here. Um, But there's that. Um, And then we have Max, who is still dealing with the loss of her brother at the end of the last season. Um, And among other things that I won't get into here for spoilers, um, where she's even seeing a counselor. Um, She's broken up with lucas um she's really become distant herself from the pack is she's trying to just make it a day by day um again with the loss of her brother and then just everything that's going on her mentally and emotionally um so yeah a lot of what they're doing with the characters this season i am liking because it's you know again leaving from the third season everybody being separated i didn't really know what do there and how they were going to bring everybody back together and they've done it in really interesting ways and they're putting you know each of the characters in different situations that are challenging them a little bit and um you know almost kind of forcing them to open up a bit more in ways that they hadn't before as they're getting older and they're starting to change and they're starting to you know View each other a bit differently, um, and view everything that they've been through together differently. They're starting to mature essentially, and uh, I, I like to see that if we've grown up with these characters, you always love to see that. Um, so the Duffer brothers have really done well on that part. Um, past all of that, past all of the core characters, um, and I'm skipping out on a few, I'm, I know there's some ones and I'm forgetting Steve and Nancy and all of them, um, but. Of course, it wouldn't be Stranger Things without, you know, the Upside Down and everything related to the Upside Down. So, you know, the Upside Down being kind of this whole other dimension where a lot of these creatures, such as the Demogorgons and things like that, come from that bleed into the real world. All of that's still there, um, and we have a brand new villain, so to speak, a new demon or a new entity, whatever you want to call it, uh, that they name um vecna which is related to a D character much like a lot of the other things that they've other names that they've given the other enemies and creatures that they fought throughout the previous uh seasons um vecna is so much inspired by freddy krueger and like the nightmare on elm street mo- movies it's it's crazy like <laughs> every time that he's in a scene and they show how he kills his victims i'm like this is so freddy krueger like to the T it almost makes me wish they went even further with it, but then that would have made the show a bit too mature. Um, I said, I give, I will give them that. Amped up the horror and kills here. And, uh, Vecna is really just preying on weak, um, troubled teenagers, victims and, um, just so happens that one of our four characters could be his next victim um which really adds a lot of weight and a lot of tension um to not even really just tension but just a lot of of um um ah, losing my train of thought here but moving on um it, things are things are, are are getting very in in this season um because of this villain because of this entity and how dangerous he's becoming um it's to the point you know where like the government not the government but like the i call them the suits right the the um uh, the 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 guys in the suits that are kind of you know behind the scenes right they're listening in on every phone call that's made in hawkins where they you know if they even hear something that sounds suspicious that could be signs of extraterrestrial life like they're on the case right you know they're even now like yo we need to team up with 11 we need you to help us so that we can beat this thing because he's just too powerful he's too strong um which is so different from the pre- previous seasons mainly been trying to take her to take eleven right and, and capture her and use her as a weapon for themselves um but now they're kind of just like yo we need your help because this is out of arc. we can't even you know control this now and yeah so vegna is he's a He's a, you know, seemingly to be right, a pretty tough um, villain for for them around this time or this time around. I mean, Um, however, I'm still not quite convinced (laughs) that um, he is a threat. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the I get why he needs to be stopped and I get obviously the damage that he's doing to hawkins and that he is as powerful as he is but i don't know if it's just the actor portraying him or the scenes that they have for him like i don't know for me he just feels a bit too like like i don't know like he's missing something i wish he was a bit more scary than what he's leading on and what the people of Hawkins and our characters are leading him on to be like these, they're in they're in desperate situations and yet it feels like, like, eh, I mean, once 11 get her powers back, it'll be no problem. Like he doesn't quite feel that much like a threat yet. Give it any credit. It would definitely be that. I, I hope that maybe Vecna in a couple of later episodes gets a bit more demanding and a bit more ruthless with these kills and trying to you know get to his end goal of uh, you know taking over you know consuming it and all of that um but that remains to be seen um as far as everything else um hopper is is the trailers uh, have shown off is alive um I'm at a point right now where uh, where Joyce and and a uh, guy from uh, season season two, or season three, I think he was in uh, Murray have a uh, kind of come together to rescue Hopper and save him and get him back because uh, last time we saw him, right, he kind of got sucked or sucked through the the portal uh, that took him from. Um, you know what we thought was the real world into the uh the uh, upside down but it actually he actually woke up in Russia somehow and has been basically taken in as a prisoner in Russia and so now they're all the way um trying to rescue him which has proved to be a pretty exciting little side adventure uh, that was another thing that I was kind of worried about like how are they going to hopper and him getting back um but i can't. i have to say like i'm honestly kind of enjoying more of the than some of the stuff with the other characters back in hawkins and california with with vecna which is really just because like i said vecna just needs a little bit more for me um so for me to be more convinced um that he's a real threat um but yeah the horror like i said has been amped up the characters are all doing crazy good things. Um, the Duffer brothers know what they're doing. Honestly, it's just another season of Stranger Things. And like I said, it's just more of the things that I love about the show is, is good news to me. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing it up. I'm looking forward to season, seeing how they wrap this season up. I believe there's one more season after this one. Um, and then they'll really wrap it Good, which again I'm really curious how they're gonna do that. Um because i I honestly thought that season three was peak Stranger Things, but clearly not. They they clearly still have story left to tell, and they're proving that. They're really proving that. Um so yeah, I I will say that right now I am liking it. I'm not loving it. Um these are just my fresh off-the-top thoughts so far about the season. I'm gonna continue watching more of it. And yeah, so there you go. There are my thoughts on Stranger Things season 4 so far. Steven, is there anything else you want to add before we go?
1: No, there's not really anything else I'd like to add. I mean, it's all pretty much covered. Very Star Wars heavy review, <laughs> <glad I> say. <laughs> Yes. But um I'll let yeah. you kind of do your thing with the Stranger Things. I was on my phone for a bit. I was just like, you know what? I <laughs> I I haven't really seen it. I don't want to say anything. I don't want
0: to Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. I tried to be as brief as I could while still giving yeah. Everything. Um but that's going to do it for uh this episode. Uh again, thank you all for listening. Uh we appreciate you and uh be safe out there. See you guys later.